0: Join us for Live Sweats. Oh!
1: Yes! Let's go
0: Kansas 80, State. That was a big balls three. Three minutes ago. Big ball balls thing up now Instant reaction.
2: This is an unbelievable thing for me to see. My favorite team. My true favorite
3: team. Less mistress, more side piece.
0: And maybe a few regrettable decisions.
3: Oh, he's got bust written all over him. Goody can sucks. Jordan Edison ran a 5-3-40 and he's Tristis height. I'd take him. You know what you shouldn't have done? bet on the Wizards yep
0: now live from Washington DC it's Ryan Horvath Trista Crick and Nick Ashu.
2: Duke up 65 56 on Michigan State 208 to go in the second half why they still play halves Ryan I have no idea but there you go we got the Dukies yeah here they come and Michigan State's made what two threes in this
3: couple uh not enough though Mm -hmm. unfortunately they did get a little hotter here in the second half but that's oh that's it that's That's
2: the splash that's the dagger 68 56 56 now duke with 152 to go in that sixers are within one on the pacers 95 94 in the in wait in season ist the ist are we really trying to make that a thing no it's not me. me no no, yep, I we're am. not doing it. But I guess we're doing it. That's that's the whole thing. Uh, Ryan, real quick, your score on the Sixers court, you liked it?
1: Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'll give it an 8
3: out of 10. All
1: right, that's not bad. You know, I like it. Does anyone get a 10? Um, No. No.
3: No. We're still seeking perfection. Well, we'll get there. We still
2: have more to see. Lots of IST, season, you know? IST games IST's to go. season two. <laughs> Maybe season three. You know, that's interesting, Trista, you brought that up. I thought I saw it somewhere that Netflix wants to do a documentary following teams in the tournament every year.
1: Yep, and I think they might want to cover them, too. I think they want to distribute in-season tournament games along Mm -hmm. with the documentary.
2: Here they come. Get
1: all excited.
2: Here comes Netflix and live sports. If you don't like Amazon Prime having Thursday Night Football, I got news for you. There's a lot more platforms with a lot more live sports coming. And money. Yeah, there's, there's just money in live sports. That's just how it works. Because nobody, I mean, really, what other live shows does anybody watch anymore? Like, it's on at this time, and you watch it. Is there anything anymore? SVP is probably like the uh, No, 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 not that sports. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm Good talking call. scripted TV show. Oh. Not even, not even like Dancing with the Stars. Lucky
1: I waited as soon as it was midnight, and I watched it.
2: But but, as but soon see that's got but see that's still like on a. It's not like on a network. You know what You're I mean? You're right. Like, I feel like the last one, if I'm giving an example, the last one Game was, was Game of Thrones. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Well, actually, you know what? Yellowstone. Yellowstone, we've had the long delay. It's got to be because of all the strikes.
1: Wasn't that on streaming, though, too? Oh. Yellowstone it, it, it started was, streaming. It was, now
2: it's, yeah. It was, but I can remember the last season people were live. Like, when people start live tweeting a the show. The Bachelor. But see, that's, always, that's live, though, is it? Well, oh, no, I guess it's not, but it's not scripted. So that's like okay so if you're going to really narrow it down it's the scripted TV shows like it used to be everybody would watch Seinfeld when it was right. on everybody would watch Friends everybody would watch I mean you could still even probably go to the office and throw that in there stuff like scripted network TV shows they're just not appointment television anymore and even if people still watch them you're going to go and you can watch it on demand you go on Hulu you go wherever wow. and do that so that's that's the difference here 9594 look at this look at the Sixers making a comeback Plenty of time here too. Our magic up too, by the way, on the Nets. Seven or now four. Seventy two, sixty eight. There yeah. you go. Yeah, I'm a little worried about the Nets, man. Ben Simmons is gonna miss some time. Yeah. Unfortunate. He's uh, hurt again. That doesn't
3: really ever happen. But next year's the year he stays healthy and he develops that three point jumper we've been waiting
2: for. Mm-hmm. And he also uh, gets married to Kendall Jenner and uh, lives happily ever after, right? Are they still together? No, that's the, why I was joking. Oh,
3: yeah, yeah. She's Just, with uh, Pitbull. Not Pitbull. Oh, I have um, no idea. Daddy. Ah, uh, Jesus, Louise.
2: You could make up anybody and I would believe it. I forgot who she's dating. Cam- keep Camden Orth. She's dating Camden Orth. She should be. Yeah, there he goes. Look at that! Look at that touchdown
3: throw. I can't believe that Michigan State's just getting ran out of the gym right now. But we move on to the next game. Actually, I'm not betting Kentucky Kansas. I'm so tempted to bet the under guys. Should I stay away. Uh, I would say stay away because you're not having good luck with college basketball yeah, we're right stay now. Stay away from
2: college. I'm going to help. You know what? We like to encourage that smart down. betting. So here's a smart bet for you. Yeah. Don't do it. Don't away. do it. Stay away. Tobias Harris, 20 points now. Cooking. I hate it. All right, it's a that Tuesday. That was my
1: original, and then I decided, sorry. I oh, no, you you're off. fine. That was my original, and I went with Miles Turner. Don't do that, folks. Go oh. with your original instinct. <laughs> You've been
2: in on Miles Turner a lot, though. This year, and it's usually worked Rebounds out, hasn't it? Only never yeah. points. He has two yeah.
1: points. He's just boo boo.
2: Yeah, I did see somebody real quick because. Oh wait, what about real quick? Your Ryan, your rating of the Oklahoma City Thunder in season tournament court.
3: Uh, I'll do that like uh, jeez, six, six okay.
2: out of ten. All right, it's it's a light a lighter blue with the navy down the middle.
3: Yeah, light I don't it. hate it. I just think they should just use the regular courts. Just. I, I no, like you
2: got to make it seem different. That's you got to um, make this stand out. As if you're going to make it an event, it's got to feel like an event. I'm old, but having well, yeah, this is this is true. Your old man that yells at cloud. Yeah.
1: By the way, did you guys see the fact that they painted the three-point line in one of the courts way shorter or no, way longer? Then I think it might have been Dallas, and so player, really? players came uh, and they were using that court to practice. And the home court or the home team, I think Dallas was using their practice facility, and so the other teams were shooting from three, and everything was airballing. And they're like, "We don't think this is right." Stop. So they had to repaint. Yeah, they had to How repaint that the three-point line.
2: That, don't yeah. you measure? <laughs>
1: I don't know how that worked, but it's That's like it, something that happens at, like,
2: St. Mary Nativity, 6th grade, <laughs> yeah. Not, yeah. not in the NBA. Well, wasn't, it, wasn't it that one moment where Steph Curry was warming up on a basket? And, and it was bent. Whoa. And it was bent and it Whoa. was slow. Oh, my God. What Is that Miles
1: Turner? Because if if so, he deserves it. No, that was Bru- Bruce Brown Bruce taking Brown. a pump
2: fake from Tobias Harris. He jumped up and, like, flipped over Tobias Harris. Jesus, he almost oh, gave no, him the sir. And, and,
1: and, D- and Tobias Harris has a head injury, it yeah. looks yeah. like, or a neck injury. Yeah, mm, Billy Gunn good. used to actually use that as
2: his finishing move. Well, oh, yeah, w- he twisted
1: him. Oh, that's got to hurt so well, bad. Well, con-
2: considering like Bruce. That was wasn't it? Like yeah. the front side. Well, yeah, yeah. Oh. I mean, he pump faked and then he <laughs> ducks know. down. So Bruce Brown essentially lands his uh, satchel directly on the head of Tobias Harris and satchel. then rolls over wow. the, wow. the satchel. Oh, what a His satchel page was rested. I hope he's okay. You know what? In fact, I'll be. I'll take it one step further. Tobias Harris just got teabagged on he live did. TV. That's what happened. He did. I mean, did. it's what and happened, it Scott. Don't give me that he face. Teabag for, for Tobias. Yep. Teabag tea Tobias. Teabag tea Tobias, Tobias Harris. Teabag. T- Tobias. Ta- Teabag. Teabag. There's, there's a dad joke in there somewhere. No. Get up, Tobias. Maybe not. Maybe there not. He is. All right. He's all right. Let's take a look at week 11 in the NFL and... Our Power Rankings start now. Bad MGM tonight. Power Rankings. I like it. I like the graphic. Well done. Well done. Doesn't this just make you want to run through a wall? little bit And play football? A little bit. All right, I'm going to start with number 10 for me, guys. The Cincinnati Bengals. I'm not going to drop them out of the top 10, even though they're sitting at 5-4, and four, because I am convinced now that the Houston Texans are a fringe playoff team, and they played really well against Cincinnati. But if you're the Bengals, You gave up 544 yards to the Texans. You can't give up 544 yards to any team in the NFL. You are going to lose no matter what. But what I like about the Bengals, especially even going into Thursday, and we talked about this a little bit, right? Backs against the wall. The Bengals are a team that is used to having their backs against the wall year after year after year. They handle the pressure well, but it is a bad situation for them with one thing. They got two losses already in the division, and that's not a good way to start. I mean, we're still only a little more than halfway through the season, and... looking at a team now that's just going to keep having to dig out of that hole and dig out of that hole and it's going to get just that much more difficult they cannot lose to the Ravens there's one of the reasons why I like the Bengals plus three and a half on Thursday night in at number nine for me would be the Jacksonville Jaguars and my god it was ugly though it was as ugly as a game could possibly be I mean at least the Bengals look competitive the Jags looked like they forgot they were playing a football game against the 49ers and yes I love the 49ers spoiler alert they are very much back in my top 10 in the power rankings but I mean you turn the ball over four times. If you're the Jags, you're held to just 221 yards of total offense. You give up 437, 20 first downs, 34 points. You're going to lose football games. And really the Jags this year, it's been their defense. That's actually carried their offense a little bit more, especially the the run defense. I mean, they were top five run defense in the NFL. And then the 49ers just say, no, 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 hold on a second. We're going to show you that we're actually the best team, and we're the best team in the entire NFL, not just the NFC, and we're going to make a statement coming out of our bye week just like that. But I do still like the Jags. I think there's still a lot of upside there, but they're going to have to really wipe that stench off from what happened against San Francisco. In at number eight would be the Browns, and I we know the defense has been great. We understand that they've been one of the best defenses in recent memory in the NFL when they're at their peak, but I still have questions with Deshaun Watson are you going to have better quarterback play? He throws a pick six in the opening drive, six of 20 in the first half, throwing the football, and then leads a game-winning drive. So it's like, wait, are we getting good Deshaun? Are we getting bad Deshaun? I think if we're being realistic, Deshaun Watson is going to be, like Frank Schwab said earlier, good quarterback, but not going to be what we saw in Houston. He's just not going to be that guy. But if he can be good quarterback, They're a winning football team, and they're a good football team, and that defense and that run game is going to be the difference maker for them. Just don't turn the ball over and don't make mistakes. It's crazy to say, but Deshaun Watson may be a very highly paid game manager for them, and that may be enough for them to get into not only get into the playoffs, maybe win a playoff game or two. Cowboys in at number seven for me. I mean, you beat the Giants, it's not really saying anything, so I can't really move them, but I can't really hold it against them because you got to beat the team in front of you, and if the team's really bad in front of you, you got to curb stomp the team in front of you, and And that's. Exactly what they did. <laughs> and boy, did they cover. You, you see 17 and a half, and you're like, ooh, that. Oh, no, just kidding. It's uh, Danny DeVito that's starting at quarterback. So this is not going to work. Um, I think we're just going to go ahead and take the Cowboys here. CeeDee Lamb is a number one receiver. We can stop the debate. We don't have to worry about it. If you want to debate where he ranks among the top wide receivers in the NFL, fine. That's another the conversation. Bottom. And you know what? He's still maybe a, a top.
1: He's still really good, though.
2: He's a top six or seven number one receiver in the yeah. NFL. Top ten number one receiver he's in the really NFL. Really good, though. Really good. And you know what? If you get Brandon Cooks more involved, like they've started to like kind of trickle in a little bit here and the run game is more consistent, look, Dallas is going to be a really good team. There's no question until we get to the playoffs because what concerns me, loss to the Eagles, loss to the 49ers, those are your competition. Now, one was a blowout, one was a close game, but these are contending teams that you can't beat. And that's what scares me about them. And it's also what scares me about the Dolphins, who I put in at number six. They have not beaten a team with a winning record yet this season and they're 26th in points allowed now 70 was great i know everybody got excited about it you got the carrot dangling in front of you everybody's like a horse running around going "Ooh, look at this carrot pump the brakes this team's good offensively but they are leading the league right they're leading the league in yards leading the league in points per game but 26 in points allowed the defense is still a liability and they've got to actually be able to beat good teams that are in front of them and they haven't done that yet ravens come in at number five for me uh Yes, it is worrisome seeing that collapse that they had against Cleveland. Lamar Jackson struggled against pressure in that game. The defense let them down. But I'm not going to sit here and say that defense is going to do that every single week. I consider that more of a fluke and maybe that Cleveland is also trending up. Kind of like Houston beating Cincinnati. You go, "Ah, maybe Houston's just a better team so it doesn't come in as a bad loss. It's just a good team losing to another good team that played really well that week. Lions in at number four for me. The big thing. The big thing to watch the rest of the year for the Lions. David Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs together. Oh, my God. That duo with the rest of that offense, it is going to be as unstoppable as as the Dolphins. I mean, they really have the potential to be as potent as that Dolphins offense. They've just got to figure out how they're going to use those guys consistently each week, what the roles are going to be. We kind of know David Montgomery's the goal back, but are you going to use Jameer Gibbs in the pass game a little bit more, what that is? They've got so many weapons, though, for Dan Campbell and the rest of that team. I mean, it just makes the Lions more and more fun to watch. Chiefs in at number three for me. Because the defense is also kind of like we were talking about with the Jags. The defense for the Chiefs, it's picking up their offense right now. Coming into this past week, the Chiefs were 7th in the league in total offense. But they're also outside the top 10 in scoring. Now they were, then they've stayed there. I think they're 13th right now. So they're not scoring. you got a lot of drop passes. I understand that week after week. You don't really know who besides Travis Kelsey's your go-to guy. When Taylor Swift's not at a game, Travis Kelsey's not even your go-to guy. The numbers show it. He ain't good when Taylor Swift's not there at a game anymore. But... This is this is a team that still has Patrick Mahomes and a really good defense and in the past they've had Patrick Mahomes and bad defenses so I'm still very very high on the Kansas City Chiefs. I put the 49ers in at number 2 because my god. The Jags are a good team and the 49ers absolutely embarrass them on TV and they're the best team in the NFL when they're healthy. They made that statement with 144 rushing yards against that Jags rushing defense and they've said, "Hey, we got the weapons. We got Trent Williams back. Really, their their biggest liability might be Brock Purdy, a quarterback. And you know I like Brock Purdy, but can he lead them back in games when they're down? That's going to be something that's still going to be a question mark until we see it. And of course, obviously, when you're a quarterback, it's what you do once you get to the playoffs. That's when the real test is going to be for him, which at number one, the Philadelphia Eagles. Best record in the NFL at 8-1. and one. Jalen Hurts is a potential MVP. He was in the running last year until he got hurt. You got two dynamic receivers to start with. Losing Dallas Goddard to that broken forearm I mean, that sucks. But they'll find other ways to get guys involved. You got DeAndre Swift in the backfield. Dominant defensive line. The Eagles really do have everything. And I think we could argue they're still not hitting on all cylinders offensively. I, I mean... I, I hate to say it. It pains me to say it. With them being, I'd say, division rival, but it's not like the commanders actually matter. My God, the Eagles are just so damn good again. They're so well run. They've got a great front office. They're great at identifying talent. This team is absolutely the best. Right now in the NFL, in the power rankings, though I like the 49ers again, they beat they beat the Eagles in a couple of weeks. Well then, that's the statement. That may be the difference between those two teams. So, Eagles number one for me, 49ers two, Chiefs three. That's my top three out of the top ten.
3: I like all three. Same. Um, yeah, I'll wait, because uh, I don't want to dive in. You have to think. say them all in, 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 in 40 <laughs> seconds. That, <laughs> yeah, that's how yeah, it goes. I was, I was looking at the that's clock. I was goes. like, yeah, I'll just <laughs> I'll hold off here. Um,
2: Duke no, I mean, also wins 74-65 over Michigan State.
3: But, yeah, spoiler alert, I'll also have uh, Philadelphia number one. Oh, shocker, really? I, mean, like, I don't. <laughs> Oh, nice, nice. Bigger tease here. So maybe you go next then because that's the better tease right there because I'm with you on Philadelphia, man. I mean, and I was worried a little bit about a Super Bowl hangover coming into the season. Usually I, like, fade the team that goes to the Super Bowl, loses. Last year that was Cincinnati and the AFC. But, man, like, they're starting to figure some things out, and they haven't showed a whole lot yet, which is good. You know what I mean? Like, there's, uh, I think there's, like, an extra layer of that team. Layer. There, like I mean, a when letter. you
2: have I don't know new, you have new coordinators on both sides of the football, Lur. so yeah. oh, that yeah. it, it takes a little, <laughs> just, just a little bit of time. All right. Rest of the power rankings coming up. It's mgm the night.
4: Makes their best plays without, with it outside of the structure of the offense. But I think Drake May is now becoming more of a, Drake May and Michael Pence are becoming more um, they're bubbling up from everyone I talked to from an NFL standpoint because they play within the structure and they find ways to make plays. They know when guys are supposed to be open. They understand where the plays are made instead of everything else. They, they can use the auxiliary. But at the end of the day, what we're seeing are, is teams want guys that can still play within the structure.
5: I think we need to set mm-hmm. some parameters for roasting people for oh. their bets because I'm not gonna lie last week's teaser was absolutely terrible I don't think I hit a single leg in it which is fine and at the end of the day it counts for one bet so people are saying oh all of your takes were terrible listen if you lose a parlay or a teaser by one leg or four mm-hmm. it does not matter it counts the same but there is nothing worse than people who come on after the fact and say all no. of these picks were terrible. Well, you have to say that before the game starts, or else you just look like a Monday morning quarterback, because obviously anybody can come in after the game and say, oh, you should have picked this team. <sighs> so can we set some parameters for roasting people's sure. picks? I say, if you don't roast somebody before the game starts, you shouldn't be allowed to roast somebody at all.
6: Yes. Yes. If you roast someone after the fact, you're a loser. You know why? Because anybody can do that. Anyone. Anyone can say, oh, I'll just wait and see how this plays out. And if you win, I won't say anything. But if you lose, I'll troll you. That's just, that's, that's lowbrow thinking. So, yeah, if you're going to call somebody out and say, I disagree with this pick, fine. Disagree before the fact. Don't do it afterwards. A child can do
4: that.
5: Also, if you're gonna provide generic fifth grade insults, I'm not gonna Mm -hmm. acknowledge you because it is one thing if you listen to my reasoning, you say, hey, I have a problem with your line of thinking, this is wrong and I think you need to consider this other than just somebody simply commenting, wrong.
4: Like that's (laughs) the worst. Like
5: you can't even argue with these people because I will follow up and say, okay, what exactly about my handicap do you disagree with specifically? And they never have an answer. And then they just follow up, see, you were wrong. I'm like, okay, well, if you can't tell me why I was wrong, then like you don't have any grounds for insult. And also another thing, if you don't have your picture as your profile picture, and if you don't use your name Uh, as your profile name, you can't insult anybody for anything. It's very easy to hate from the sidelines. If you don't put your name to it, Mm -hmm. sit down.
0: If you missed any of the show, listen back anytime on the new and improved Odyssey app.
7: I I kind of think it remains to be seen, and I don't mean to be dodging the answer, because much like you, I picked Michigan. um, They were number one in my AP preseason poll. Now, I don't have them number one right now, but that's only because they haven't been tested at all. And I still suspect they're the best team. But I need to see them play somebody that can fog a competent mirror. And, you know, they finally get a chance to do that this weekend. So I, I think they're really good. I suspect they might be the best team in the country. Um, but this is one of those situations, guys, you've seen it a lot in sports. These types of things are galvanizing to a team until they're not. Meaning, you know, meaning it pulls everybody together. And then if it, if it is a situation that chips away and chips away and chips away, then sometimes you – Maybe run into a situation where you don't perform your best, or or maybe that won't happen at all. I don't think there's going to be any resolution from the NCAA standpoint. And with the articles that have been written recently and Michigan's determination to do everything to avoid any punishment from the Big Ten at this moment, you know, I'm not sure it's going to have a big impact on the field. Uh, I, you know, at least not yet. I don't see any indication that would uh, dissuade me from picking Michigan to win games.
0: Let the conversation continue with Ryan, Trista, and Nick and BetMGM Tonight on the BetQL Network. Presented by BetMGM.
6: BetMGM Tonight, Power Rankings.
2: Love it. All right, my power rankings just ran through those. Eagles in at 1, 49ers 2, Chiefs 3, Lions 4, Ravens 5, Dolphins 6, Cowboys 7, Browns 8, Jags 9, and the Bengals 10. Now, one person sitting on this set has said they also have the Eagles number one. And somebody else has said they do not. They do not. That, my friends, is a tease, Trista.
1: Yes, sir. I can't do it. I'll I will reveal who is at the top of the power rankings. They'll go backwards to forwards. I think it creates a little more tension. I got the idea from you, Nick. There you go. I'd go from 10 to 1. It was really hard for me to put anyone at 10. Uh, They're all a bunch (laughs) of frauds, honestly. I I had to just look down in the dregs and say, who do I think could possibly be a top 10 team? I know they're a playoff team, but any time they play anyone good, what's the number, Ryan? 8.2 8.2 No, 8.2 or... 8.2 the, the court uh, oh, yeah. oh 4 purple 4
2: the jazz court the Utah yeah. jazz court is a light like purple it. with a dark purple looks as Ryan like continues to live rate every single in-season tournament court yeah it
3: looks like purple drink
2: it's, a, love it's it. a lot there's a lot going on there
1: so 10 is, is for me the Miami Dolphins and I say that very begrudgingly. I don't really know what to say about them other than what we know. They can score a lot of points. Uh, They don't defend. I think that they maybe have the ability to defend, but I'm not really sure. We know when they play good teams, they never cover. We know when they play good teams, they look like total frauds. They look like weight, like wet paper towels. They just fall apart. Uh, you can just punch right through them. Most of their fan base is obsessed about leading the division because the Bills are very disappointing this year. Yeah, they're going to make the playoffs. They're going to win the division. But, like, does anyone really care? No. And above them, this is this says everything about the Dolphins, uh, that I put the Vikings above them Ooh, at nine. Ooh,
2: Joshua Dobbs is Vikings. The
1: Vikings are a top-ten power-ranking team. I, I think they are. Are you serious? This is a team I was so low on to start the year. So low on last year. They had the best luck of any NFL Mm -hmm. team in my lifetime. This is a top uh, five team defensively in terms of DVOA. Daniil Hunter has been really good. Jordan Addison continues to be really productive. This is a team that without Justin Jefferson, we thought would take a huge step back. And you bring in Josh Dobbs and Addison and Hawkinson don't even lose a step. Uh, they get back Justin Jefferson soon, too, which means the offense even gets more potent. With a good defense and a potent offense, I think that they are dangerous. Uh, above them is my Cowboys. I can't put them in. They're they're not a serious team. Like we are not a serious football team. We're like the we're closer to the Dolphins than we are to the Niners. Let's oh, be honest. Yeah, yeah. Like the Cowboys can win by four touchdowns and not move up my power rankings at all. Why? Because it's the Giants. That's why. The Giants are everybody's favorite toy to kick right in the face. Like we know that the Giants stink. That seventeen and a half was the easiest bet of all time. Now, late Esch is out for the year. A linebacker core is already thin. Uh, and I'm not selling out on Dak being b- uh, back, but let's eliminate those two Giants games from his stats, shall we? He's 4-3 and three with 13 touchdowns and 5 interceptions. That's hardly world-beating stats. So to me, the Cowboys are a team that look really, really good against mediocre teams and bad teams and against really good teams. Uh, they kind of reveal themselves as a team that just can't really get over the hump. Uh, up next is the The Lions. Yeah, that defense gave me some concern against the Chargers, and I know that Justin Herbert balled his ass off. I've dropped them in the power rankings because, really, that that win was gritty but shows that they can give up yards to a team that's very potent. That doesn't bode well heading into what looked like a very easy game against Denver, which all of a sudden doesn't look so easy. Just sitting around until the twentieth, where bye bye Barry. Doc drops on Prime Video, so I can get my fill of Barry Sanders. I like the Lions. I think they could be good, like you said, David Montgomery, mm-hmm. uh, Jameer Gibbs, Amon Ross, St. Brown every week. Um, but for me, the Lions just I can't get there into the top five with them just yet. Uh, Browns though, ooh, huge comeback win for the Browns. Deshaun Watson looked somewhat vintage in the second half, uh, but he got hurt so the extent of the ankle injury still not really known what they do have is a defense that's elite i think they're the best defense probably in the nfl right now maybe top two um to do what they did against the ravens very very impressive uh Bengals, i still have to put above the browns i just feel like historically cincinnati and we said this last week cincinnati has a rough time against the texans just like the bills uh, get got by Cincinnati every year. The Bengals get got by the Texans no matter how bad the Texans are. So I can't really fault the Cincinnati Bengals for having a letdown spot. Joe Burrow's fine. He looks more and more healthy. No T Higgins. You do get him back at some point. You have other guys stepping up. The defense looks okay. Not amazing, but okay. I, I this is one of those. All right. I think this is still like a really elite team. And and until it's the end of the season. I can't really say otherwise because I've seen such good flashes from the Bengals that I have to still believe. Uh, Fourth is the Chiefs. Man, like you said, it's it's a team that defensively really good, but I don't know if I believe in anyone else on this offense besides Travis Kelsey. Like, sometimes Isaiah Pacheco is him, and sometimes he's not. Sometimes Rasheed Rice shows up, sometimes he doesn't. Kadarius Tony, I don't know where he's been all year. It's Pat Mahomes leading a bunch of randoms, and that's fine. Like, I still think that this is a Super Bowl contending team. I just can't in good faith put them at the top of the power rankings because they have so many flaws. I unfortunately had to move my Ravens down, uh, just blowing a big game against a divisional rival. I think that they're still the most talented Team, the most balanced team, the most like postseason viable, non like Chiefs or Eagles or Niners. Uh, But in the last two years, this team has blown six double digit second half leaves. That's ridiculous. I just, I have to knock them down for doing something like that, even up against the Browns. You had to have that win. And now you're in a Badger in a Box game against the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, Number two, Eagles. By the time, it's like a bye week, ultimately, and I'm a prisoner of the moment. I can't put the team that just had a bye week at the top. I know maybe that's not smart. But the issue facing the Eagles is the pass defense, which hasn't been great. They've allowed the fifth most passing yards per game, the third most passing touchdowns, most passing first downs. Uh, And conversely, they have the second least amount of interceptions. So to me, that's the one knock that you have on the Eagles. I really like them. I really think they're talented. I think that they can win a Super Bowl. But there's just a couple of little things. The Dallas Goddard injury is another one that give me slight pause. And because I'm the prisoner of the moment, I'm putting the (laughs) Niners all the way back. (laughs) I put them all the way back. I said when they were healthy, I thought that they were the best team of football.
2: Yeah, I I don't think, I mean, I don't think that's crazy.
1: And I think they still are. You get... Debo back, you get Trent Williams back, and they look all of a sudden exactly like they were before he got injured. So Niners sit atop. At one,
2: God, they Six add Chase Young to that too. Oh my God, he looked good.
1: He looked really, and I they had Chase Young. They, he looked really good.
2: It's gonna just, it's gonna haunt me for a
3: decade. Yeah, it's gonna haunt every.
2: What are you missing, Washington Ryan? Fan. You seem
1: like we got some interesting
3: news. Uh, yeah, they uh, finally flopped something. I mean, they had to do something like for ratings. Yeah. I would figure, but yeah, they go Georgia number one this week, Ohio State number two, Michigan number three. Florida State number four in the college football playoff rankings. Then Washington sitting there at five, which is huge because I think they lose outright to Oregon State. Oregon State's favored in that game with two losses. I think that tells you everything that you need to know. And then I think the Ducks are on the table, so that would put them at five. And then we just look at who takes – I mean, Michigan and Ohio State, one of those teams is going to lose. So then I think the Ducks, as long as they win the Pac-12 championship, get in. And whichever one-loss team you have in the Big Ten, you have to eliminate, even if it's Ohio State – My concern would be, do they get credit? Do they get in with one loss? Because they won't play in a Big Ten championship game because that'll be a Michigan against whoever wins the West, that dumpster fire of a division. And then I worry because like Ohio State, if you look at their strength of schedule, they have the road win over Notre Dame and they have the win over Penn State at home. So that would be my worry, is that they've played you know strength of schedule. Um, Like what's Oregon's best non-con win? What would be their best win this season? You know it would probably yeah. be the revenge game against washington so that just dropped i was just shocked no i like your list and i completely agree i mean um like i have no issue with you going back to san francisco number one over philadelphia um i mean because a couple weeks ago i had san francisco number one and they look like the most complete team in the league other than the secondary and now you don't worry about the secondary as much with that pass rush yeah and you have trent williams back healthy and debo back healthy and brandon iuk is the real deal, man. I always think like when I watch Brandon Ayuk, he looks like he's like six foot three, six foot four. He's only like six foot. I know, like, is All the guys are just like little gadget guys. Uh, George Kittle. I mean, you saw it last week. He's one of the better blocking tight ends, but he could also break free. He's got good speed. He's you know a serious threat at the tight end position. So they're scary. Uh, really quick, I like. Um, I'll go – so I have, like, honorable mention because I wanted to put Cleveland, obviously, number 10, (laughs) and I wanted to put the Texans, number 10. But I don't want to be a hater, so I'm going to go with the Vikings, number 10. Nice. Because uh, the defense is the real deal. They're top five, like you said, and I can't believe it because last year they had the worst pass defense Mm -hmm. in the league. I think uh, Kevin O'Connell's a really good coach. Won 13 games last year. Doesn't look like that was a fluke. You know, maybe it was a fluke for a guy like Matt LaFleur when you take away a Hall of Fame quarterback, (laughs) but you take away Kirk Cousins, and they find a way to win with Dobbs. And that's a guy that didn't even know the playbook. I know he's a smart guy, and he interns at NASA, and he's a rocket scientist, and this and that, but, like, still, to learn an NFL playbook, um, to get on the same page as your offensive lineman, your center, who's, you know, calling out the signals, and you have to get your snap cadence down. That's pretty pretty magnificent, to be right. honest with you. So I'll go Minnesota number 10. And it's in the NFC, and nobody else is going to run away in the NFC. I'll go Dolphins number 9. Because the Dolphins are finally starting to get healthy on defense. Even when they do get healthy on defense, though, I don't know if they have the pieces. I wanted Jalen Phillips to be like a Defensive Player of the Year candidate. That hasn't been the case. Um, You get a little bit better, obviously, in the secondary now that you have all your pieces finally. But still, do you trust Miami when they have to play Kansas City, when they have to play Cincinnati? I'm not there yet, so I'll go number nine. Bills have to drop all the way to eight. A couple weeks ago, I had them number one, so I can't just drop them out of my top ten. I mean, I could. I probably should. Uh, They fire Ken Dorsey, probably the right move. Now we've got to figure out what the offensive identity is. Are they going to run the ball more? Are they going to use Cook more? Is it going to be more Murray? Is it going to be Josh Allen using his legs more? Still concern for me is Von Miller is not Von Miller at 26, 27 years old. You know, Micah Hyde right now dealing with another neck injury. You're having to move your pieces around a little bit. Poyer's playing more in the box as a linebacker. Um, You lose Matt Milano for the season. He was playing like an all-pro. Trey White. And um, there's something that's just not right in that locker room right now. So Buffalo drops all the way to number eight for me. Cincinnati right there at number seven Cincinnati it's just get to the playoffs and yep. that's what you worry about right now in that division are all these teams gonna make the playoffs you know cuz there's gonna be some good teams in the AFC that don't get in and then in the NFC there's gonna be a good team or I'm sorry a bad team or two that maybe do get in and uh, Cincinnati I mean T Higgins they finally got him going a couple weeks ago Bet all the T Higgins props then he's out again yeah defensively lose Hendrickson that's huge I mean he's getting pressure. Um, but still, it's the Bengals. So if they get in the dance, they're going to be a scary team. Lions at number six. Lions solid defensively. They could get after the quarterback. Aiden Hutchinson should have been the number one overall pick last year. Uh, Jared Goff, we like keep waiting for him to become Jared Goff again. And I know like last week's not a good example because that was a road game. It was so so it wasn't like a cold-weather, windy, rainy game. But the way that they scheme their wide receivers open, and just every week I'm amazed how good St. Brown is and that so many wide receivers went above him and that I didn't even really know who Mm -hmm. the hell he was and that my team drafted his brother, EQ St. Brown, unfortunately not even the good one because he's awesome. Like you guys said, and the reason that I think that you can maybe trust Detroit when we do get into these cold-weather games, these big games, is because what travels in the playoffs, run game, pass rush, Mm -hmm. they're getting pressure.
5: Are you ready, sir? Start your engines! Let's go.
6: Astros money line versus the Marlins. Johnny Cueto, no, thank you.
5: Yeah. Oh my goodness! How does this affect me personally? Which
6: is absolutely bonkers to me.
5: If you do the middle school math, is 117 yards per game that you gotta post each and every weekend. I knew it, I knew it. Who has the upper hand? Do we think it's gonna be the offenses or do we think it's going to be the defenses?
6: How about Saturday's game?
3: Let's just throw a random game out. I trust the other four offensive linemen, not really brock purdy is really good but is brock purdy going to perform when he sees philadelphia or dallas again he's already beat dallas and looked pretty damn good at 300 passing yards in that game so probably um defensively just need a bigger sample size with chase young there still worry a little bit about the corners but that makes up for it ravens at number three ravens are almost a perfect football team except for they still blow leads harbaugh they have the coaching staff lamar's my favorite quarterback in the league when he's healthy they have multiple running backs that could go off for 150 yards if they want. Solid offensive line. Injuries, like you said, though, uh, you know, losing Ronnie Stanley is obviously big. Defensively, they have a bunch of pieces. Patrick Queen. Gets better every year. He looked like he yeah. was going to be a bust those first two years. If you look at, like, pro football focus grades. Picking up, uh, making that trade for Rokon was big. So I'll put them number three. And then Chiefs two, Eagles number one for all the right reasons. Two teams that played in the Super Bowl last year. But I'm going to go Eagles number one because right now they're just tough to stop. You stop the run game, you stack the box, they're going to kill you with A.J. Brown. You know what I mean? Defensively, they could get after the quarterback. And uh, Nick Sirianni is a damn good coach. I like his swagger. Yeah, attitude.
1: he really is. I like his
2: swagger. We've come a long way from the weird growing the flower, watering the flower press conference with him. Yeah. Evan, we were like, oh, yeah, this guy's actually pretty good. He's an evil genius. It's BetMGM tonight.
0: The winning trifecta is Ryan Horvat, Trista Crick, and Nick Ashew. All three will be right back on BetMGM tonight, presented by BetMGM.
4: One thing that I would have is just like how this experience is going to start coming more and more to the forefront of our lives, like your life and my life and like Tyler's life and Jake's life and Alex's life and downtown Mike Brown's life and your life, the person listening and watching this right now, where... I have a three-team parlay last night in the National, among other bets, right? And my parlay is going to be closed out by the Colorado Avalanche. We're playing on the road at the Seattle Kraken. Now, I get into bed and, like, attempt to fall asleep last night. At the end of the first period, the Kraken are up one nothing on a goal by my guy, Yamamoto, scores. And the Kraken take a one nothing lead uh, against the Avalanche at the end of the first. And I fall asleep. And I wake up maybe around, like, 1.40, and I know because the first thing I did when I, when I woke up was look at my phone, see what time it is, and immediately go to NHL Goals and to check my score app to see what the final score of the game was. And I saw that the Avalanche had come back to win the game 4-1, which meant I had won my parlay, put my phone down, and tried to go back to sleep. So we're officially in like that part of the calendar here. If you're on the East Coast especially, where, hey, like you're betting West Coast games, you might not be able to stay up, and then you wake up in the middle of the night for whatever reason, you just wake up, maybe there's a noise, you gotta go to the bathroom, whatever it is. You got to wait till the morning to find out if you won your bet? Of course not. You're picking up the phone and you're checking. So I had yet another one of those last night, and the NBA starts next week. So, I mean, we are big time here now, Ken, in this season. In, like, middle of the night, check my phone to see if I won my bet season. And I absolutely love it. (laughs)
5: Jenks, if you could have one brand uh, sponsor you, what do you think that brand would be?
6: What brand would sponsor me? I don't know, some sort of bourbon or something probably. That's, That's what I'd go with. I don't know. I'd have to think about my favorite bourbon. You know, just throw it out like, oh, that's a good one too, Matt. I would either be sponsored by McDonald's because I love the McRib and I'm passionate about the McRib Or maybe like Woodford or some sort of just solid bourbon. I don't know. I feel like that's right in my wheelhouse. A fast food sandwich from McDonald's or some booze. (laughs) I think that's perfectly in line. What about you?
5: I'm not sure I was thinking about this. Because so much of like marketing and brand management is about awareness. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure if I have it. Like, I feel like I am so different in so many regards. Like, maybe like a healthy smoothie place. I don't know. Smoothie Uh, do. I wear a lot of Lululemon, but like, I don't think I'm like cool enough to maybe represent them. But the reason I bring this up is because Mm -hmm. it feels like we have the perfect partnership in the NFL. But...
0: Ryan, Trista, and Nick are back on BetMGM tonight on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM.
2: 127-120, Pacers over the Sixers. 32 seconds to go in this one.
1: Tyrese Maxey has 25. I should have just gone with 25. I
2: had the 25-plus. I was nervous. Miles I was...
1: Turner has 17 all of a sudden. Tyrese Albert in 33 points.
2: And what I think, fifteen assists, right? Fifteen assists. Jeez,
1: that's our guy, Tyrese, Tyrese Halliburton. Got to, got to Tyrese's.
2: Yeah, got to be one of the most underrated players in the NBA. For sure, Tyrese Halliburton. If he played somewhere besides Indiana, right, it would be it'd be a different
3: story.
1: Joel Embiid, thirty-nine points if he makes his second free throw.
3: Indiana's yeah. good though. I mean I know yeah, they, they are. are. Granted they're 6 and 4, but I mean like in the East right now they'd be the 4 seed and I don't know. I mean Philadelphia, do you guys think this is sustainable? They're 8 and 1.
1: They've beaten some good teams uh Indiana I like Philadelphia. They might be my favorite team in the East, honestly. So
3: Philadelphia, Boston, Miami's kind of like since last week, they've come around a little Ever bit. They're since Tyler Hero was out of the lineup. Yeah, they've won six in a row. It's
1: craziness. And I
3: then think, there's uh, Atlanta. And then there's my Hawks, who have won uh, one in a row, actually. They're six and four. <laughs> one right in now. A, I don't know if that counts
2: as a row. No, though, it doesn't, doesn't. If there's I, only one. I, well, we no. won a
3: game yesterday, we won another one. You're we got a wee guy with win them streak. now? No, no, okay. definitely not. Just making sure. I didn't end sure. up doing anything with them. I actually considered betting them the other night. Didn't do it. Uh, went, almost went over on the win total thinking, hey, you know, maybe they were just a coach away. They got the coach midseason <laughs> last year, and uh, they, were, they not. were not a coach away. Yeah, they were I, not. I think they're – Trey Young was really struggling shooting the basketball to start the year. Murray's been pretty good, especially from the mid midrange. But, I um, love
2: – I mean, he's – honestly, if, if I had to choose one, I'm going Murray
3: over Young in that backcourt. If I, I, and I would trade Trey Young. Me mm-hmm. too. Really would. Me too. I wonder what the market would be for Trey Young. Like, is he a superstar? I feel like he's a name, but he's not a superstar right I don't
1: think he's a superstar. Like but a couple th-
3: years ago, he really looked like he was going to be a superstar. He looked like he was like the uh it, it was like the second coming of Reggie Miller because he was in the garden, he mm-hmm. was trash talking Knicks fans, he was hitting big threes, and then it was like, Yep, yeah, nope, he's that was short lived.
2: He shot thirty in the month of October, Trey Young shot thirty-one percent from the field, twenty-four percent from three. He's now shooting thirty-three percent from three, and 39% from the field in November. So, technically, yes, it's going up. But he's just, he's such a roller coaster. And I think that, like, you have to be somebody that you're, like, you have to be a consistent player if you're going to take that many shots. Otherwise, you're a liability. It's like a quarterback in the NFL where you've got real big highs and real low lows. Where,
3: yeah, the boom is awesome. But the bust is really, really bad. And tonight's a good example, though, of like, like at least in my opinion, they won tonight 126-120 over the Pistons. Uh, they're 6-4 and four now. But DeJounte Murray, I think, like, tonight is a perfect example of what he could be when Trey's not on the floor. Mm-hmm. Another ball-dominant guard. He had 32 points, 10 assists, and 5 boards in that yep. game tonight.
2: He was a triple-double machine his last year in San Antonio. I would bet triple-doubles with him and over on his PRA almost every single game. I mean, he was just guaranteed because he had – nobody was paying attention. Nobody was betting on him because he was in San Antonio and they were – that was before they were even truly trying to tank. But then, you know, it got to the point where he just he just took over for them. He, he was their guy. So, yeah, I'm big, big fan of DeJounte Murray. Uh, Heat 111-105 over the Hornets, too. Right now, though, do you guys see the score in this uh, Thunder-Spurs game?
1: Just blowing them
2: out. 114-77, to the Thunder over the Spurs.
1: So, here's the thing that I didn't realize until last week, because, you know, I don't know all the rules of the in-season tournament. So, uh, the margin of victory counts so if you are whatever four and four in the in-season tournament or three and Two, whatever, how many games, and you're tied with somebody else. The your point differential uh-huh. is, is how they yeah. end up gauging whether you uh. end up going to Vegas. So that's very here's soccer. something for Vegas. I mean, for uh, for betting is that in these in season tournament games they're never taking their foot off the gas. And
2: I love that because that means starters stay out on the court. Yep, hopefully, exactly
1: good for props, but also good for sides. If you think that this there's an edge for a team.
2: Although with 306 to go in this game, uh, there's not a lot of starters out there. Well, the no. Thunder seemed so. <laughs> like a team that you might want to
3: back in the IST anyway. Okay. right? You know what We're I mean? Not like doing a young this. team. We're not doing IST. I like Are it we? a lot better than in-season tournament. That's a mouthful. It, it is. IST. Although it reminds me of the ISS, which growing up, man. Oh, man. I got sent to that. Up, college. That was, <laughs> there was no
2: um, in-school suspension in college. Oh, no. I was
3: talking about International Sandwich Shop. Oh, shop. oh sandwich gotcha. Sandwich Shop, which gotcha. is uh, tough to say, mm, Yeah, clearly. Decent sandwich, though, in Macomb, Illinois. What? Uh,
2: look at the right, so sandwich?
3: so Victor Wembanyama
2: tonight 4 of 15 0 of 3 from 3 14 rebounds though just 8 points to assists in 28 minutes really 120 to 82 now yeah it's
1: a tough it's a tough uh assignment really you know you've got Chet this is do you think this could be like the big man version of magic and Bird, Chet Holmgren versus Victor Wembanyama. I think it's
2: I think it's possible because what it also does is represent today's NBA, right. where it's stretch bigs. And, I mean, they're they're literally, they stretch the floor and they've been stretched out. That's the way they, I saw a tweet earlier. Somebody had, it was, it was a gif of two wacky waving, inflatable arm flailing two men. You know what you see outside like a yeah. car dealership? Yeah. And it was like, this is what you see when you see Chet and Wemby out on the court together. And it's so true. That's just these big, long, skinny limbs waving everywhere. But Chet wasn't much better. He was three of ten, just one of five from three, seven rebounds, nine points, three assists. So, it was a complete letdown for a matchup between really the top two favorites for rookie of the year.
3: Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, obviously like different skill sets because growing up like Ewing and Wan, they weren't shooting the three and they didn't have handles. But that's kind of what it was growing up. You know, it'd be, hey, you know, tonight we're going to watch Knicks Rockets and it's, you know, Olajuwon going against Ewing, obviously. I mean, it was, there were a lot of bigs, Um, you know, I mean, Matumbo. Just a bunch of dudes. Shaq, obviously. David Robinson. Yep. Yeah. And now it's changing a little bit again. I mean, you saw it with Embiid winning the MVP. Giannis, granted, like, he's a four, maybe a three. I don't know what he's considered. He could be a one. Jason Kidd played him at the one, but he's 6'11", 7' tall. Well, when
2: when you think about it, you kind of have to go through a phase, right, where the NBA was big, heavy in the 90s. And then you started to see more and more guards take over and wings. And as the game evolved to more stretching the floor and three-point shooting and all that, Bigs had to catch up, whether they're in the NBA and they're trying to develop a three-point shot, and some did, but a lot didn't. But then it was all the younger players that were like, okay, I see where the NBA is now. If I want to make it as a big in the NBA, I got to be a stretch big. So now what we're seeing is those versatile bigs that have been growing up and training to be able to play in today's NBA. It's now actually translated into what we're seeing on the court. So the bigs are coming back. They just look... It's like they disappeared for a while. They went in a phone booth and they transformed into Superman. And they've completely changed. And now this is what we get today.
1: Yeah, man. And I think that's just much more fun, modern version of the NBA. Everybody's out five wide on the perimeter. Mm-hmm. You know, you're getting a lot better spacing, a lot better uh, just dribble drive, penetration in general. Like, it just opens up the game for... A lot more fun offense, in my opinion.
2: I love it. I, today's NBA is so much better than what we've seen. in like I, I understand we had some great big battles. You know, you talk about Ewing and Olajuwon, or you know, David Robinson, or a young Shaq. Shaq in the '90s, or you know, even to a lesser degree, Brad Doherty, who his career was cut short because of back injuries, but a really good big in his own right in Cleveland. But you just. There's something about this. I like the faster pace. And I know we've had faster pace you've actually had some years where the NBA like the eighties, you got I mean, you know, obviously the, the Lakers were as fast as any team was getting out and running, but it's it's still a different game with the three point shooting. It just it, it you're getting more of a more advanced skill set. Players have to be more complete players, better passers, better shooters. You gotta have better court vision. And it's just there's a lot more in terms of basketball IQ that really matters in this game today.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Ooh. Sorry.
2: Didn't just, get. Oh, yeah, we didn't get. Oh, you know what? It's gone. I was going to say the Pelicans court. Did you get a chance to see I that? I didn't see that one, no. Oh, I, it's like navy blue with neon green down the middle. I bet you you're going to rate it low if they bring it back up on the screen. Although we could switch it to one of these TVs. Yeah. Is
1: it, is it over? I think it's over. No, that was oh, a live no, look in
2: on a oh, TNT. Yeah, so yeah, we yeah. can switch it to that if you want to switch to that because we can see some Zion here. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's. Look, it's really early in the NBA season, but I will say that the Sixers. The Sixers are a surprise to me guys. They they really are. They, I know it's 9 games into the season for them. I, I'm I'm not going to put them ahead of the Celtics and I, I am. know the are you? You ready am. to do that already? Oh yeah. I don't think I am yet. Here's why. All right.
1: Uh one defensively they're meshing and I hate the fact that Kelly Oubre got injured but it looks like he's already back to the facility Mm -hmm. he's got a couple of broken ribs and a laceration from getting hit by that car but he's been playing really good defense uh, in terms of the, the way that they've been functioning everyone's sharing the sugar you have Tobias Harris already getting 20 points a game like that's just his role now he's slashing he's in the right spots he knows his role before with Doc Rivers he was just content or told basically stand in the corner and just shoot threes, don't do anything else. And he was really underutilized. So you've got a guy that we were really high on when he played for the Clippers, Mm -hmm. and now he's back to being that guy which deserved all the max money that he got. So you've got an emerging star superstar in Tyrese Maxey. Obviously, we know what Joel Embiid can be when healthy. You know, MVP, Defensive Player of the Year caliber, player, and then you've got a role player in Tobias Harris, and then a bunch of other role players like uh, DeAnthony Melton, by the way, who had like 25 points tonight. So they're just very balanced, and whatever Nick Nurse is doing offensively in terms of how guys are able to share the ball a lot more than they did in the Doc river system it just is all working their their assisted turnover ratio is really good they're rebounding uh they're rebounding machines defensively offensively so they've got and i think they're leading the nba in uh, or at least top three in three-point percentage as well so a lot of the things that they did poorly last year they've cleaned up i know it's nine games but but still yeah still fun yeah nick
2: Nick nurse plus 850 right now to win coach of the Year. Ime Udoka is the favorite 7-1. The Rockets I, six That would be three. the bet
3: for me. Yeah. yeah. Ime. Oh,
2: yeah. Throw up
1: the hook on baby. Yeah,
3: it would be. I could see them like winning like 40-plus games. Yeah, me even, too. Even in the West. I mean, you had a good tweet about like what they're doing right now. And I've been betting them a lot, actually. I, I did not. It wasn't that I didn't like the moves. Like, I like Fred Van Vliet. I don't mind overpaying guys in the NBA. It's not like you could carry the money over right. anyway. You know what I mean? Um, and they had to do something. They had to rebuild that culture. It's been a mess. But like you said, they're not just chucking. It's not just like they're playing defense. Mm-hmm. They're slowing up the pace. Um, They've slowed up the
2: pace they can a be, lot. They, can the, be, they
1: have the slowest pace to play in the it, NBA. It's Sneaky.
3: unbelievable. He, he's he's
2: taken that team and gotten them so disciplined so quickly.
3: Yeah, and then in the East really quick. Going
2: like back a to, college coach. Yeah, yeah for yeah. sure.
3: And then with Nick Nurse, like, that was the thing that Philadelphia has obviously been lacking the last couple of years. Once we get to the playoffs, it's been the toughness, like, uh, with Harden, with Embiid. But now you get rid of James Harden, you rebuild the culture. And, you know, I mean, Embiid's the MVP of the league. Tobias is a nice player. And like you said, now Maxi might be an emerging superstar. So who knows? Maybe they will be the surprise team and a real contender. Because, I mean, Boston, yeah, you bring in KP, but Boston's failed to get the job done the last two years. What's changed? Is Porzingis really the missing Mm -hmm. piece? I don't know about that. You know what I mean? You lose a guy like Marcus Smart. And and then Milwaukee doesn't play any defense. So maybe Philadelphia is worth a look.
2: Thing I've learned, though, this early in an NBA season. yeah. We're going to get Christmas. You get let. There's always a few letdowns. I can remember when the Wizards a few years ago, guys, were number two in the East. I think it was. Knicks were up there with the Wizards. I was like, this could be the greatest season. Oh, just kidding. Never yeah. mind. Now. Big difference between the Sixers and the Wizards. But you know, the NBA is what it is. It it loves to take you on a roller coaster. Timberwolves seven and two this year too. I mean, you It'd know, some good. of the best so, defense in the NBA. Some of these young teams finally living up maybe to those expectations this season. Got a long way to go though. Final hour coming up. Bet MGM tonight.